Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for listening. Thanks for everyone who's given us a shout out on Instagram and the other platforms. We appreciate it. Um, the last time we spoke, we kind of laid down the foundation for the, for the difference between spirit, soul, and body. And I was wanting to get somewhere with this. There's a lot of time we could spend on this, but we're going to do that in this one. We're going we're gonna to get there in this one. So um, uh, the last scripture that we read, we talked about um, how when we get born again, we get a new spirit. God puts a new heart on the inside of us. It's been sealed by the Holy Ghost. We're not, um, we're not uh, sinners saved by grace. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God looks at the spirit and, or the heart that he put inside of you, it's perfectly righteous. That's your new nature. Righteousness isn't a matter of like, I did this and I did that. Righteousness is a matter of who you are. When you were born, in John 1, it talks about being born of the flesh. When you were born into this world, whatever your birthday was, mine's July 29th, 1986. On that day that I was born, even though I was born to Christian parents, I was still born into sin. My sin nature came from my great, 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 great grandfather, Adam, right? And so that's where the sin nature came to the bloodline. I wasn't a sinner because of what I did. I was a sinner because of who, whose child I was. You know, there's the word adopted in the New Testament. Someone asked me, what does it mean to be an adopted son? And he knew the answer. He was just saying, let's think about these things. But he said, what does it mean to be an adopted son. I said, well, adopted means that you, you were born of somebody else. And then the, the next question goes, well, if we weren't born of God, but now we were born of God, who were we born of? And then you stop and you pause and you're like, man, I was a child of the devil. That's actually what the Bible says. You're children of disobedience, children of wrath. Welcome to planet earth, July 29th, 1986. Welcome to planet earth. You're headed for destruction. There is no, the only way out is the gospel of Jesus Christ. There isn't like, oh, I did, a, I was a pretty good person. And so I made it. No, I mean, you, you're not going to hell because you committed sins. You're going to hell because you were born into sin, right? Um, uh, and then obviously, you, well, you commit sins because you were born into sin, right? It's the, the seed. Apples are produced because there's an apple seed, right? It's, it's the seed gets planted and then the tree comes up. Sin is produced. There's the fruit of sin because the seed is of, that, of, of sin. But so we're born again. We're made new. So we're given new spirit. We're not trying to overcome sin. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's the place of victory that we begin from. Yes, your body still looks the same. Yes, your mind still needs to be removed. There's a renewed, there's a book by uh, Joyce Meyer called The Battlefield of the Mind. And that's really where it takes place. Your, your heart believes. When we did this faith class here at River University, people, you could see people, the internal struggle when I would say things like, Jesus bore your sicknesses and took away your, your, uh, your infirmities. And that means that you'll never be sick and you'll never have infirmity the rest of your life. And you could see this struggle because their mind doesn't agree with that. Because what their mind agrees with is the the AARP, that magazine that says, by the time you're 55, you know, um, the average person is using three prescription drugs by the age of 62 years old. Like that's what our mind is being fed. Our spirit's like, you're a child of God. You got the life of God in you. If it can't get on Jesus in heaven, it can't stay on you. And that's what your spirit is saying. And so you're born as a child of God. You're no more a child of God uh, today than you were when you first got born again. You are Now you grow in the faith, right? But we're perfect sealed spirits. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of there. He's taken good care of your spirit. The greater one lives on the inside of me. We talked about being sealed, um, how being sealed means that the devil can't just come in and 
you know, I used to get nervous and I'd be like, man, what if I, something happens and some, and I make a mistake and something happens and then I'm just possessed by a devil. Like <laughs> you can't just like slip and fall. It's like when people say, oh, we fell pregnant. Like you did not fall pregnant. No one slipped. You like act like you slipped and fell pregnant. Like nothing was by mistake, right? You, you, there was some purposeful actions. You, the blood of Jesus covers you. The devil can't just come and like pull open the lid to your spirit and dive in, right? The Holy Ghost has got it sealed. He's got a lock on that thing, right? The greater one lives on the inside of me. Um, so our job as believers is now to renew our mind and to walk in that victory. It's like we begin, hear me on this. So in creation, when was man created? Day six, right? What happened day seven? God rested. So what was Adam's first day? Rest. That's the same that's true of salvation. When were we able to be born again? The moment Jesus said it is finished and he gave up the ghost was when the heaven was open for business, basically. When Jesus died and paid the penalty and then when he rose again. And so our first place, we're, we've been seated together with Christ. We don't start with the place of works of like, I got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this to be a Christian. We start from a place of we believe in our heart. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. The righteousness came from just sim- the simple trust. And so it's the same for us. We simply trust that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. There's nothing we can do to make us more, more of a Christian. We are Christians. It's all by the grace of God. And then the corresponding works of like, we are Christians now. So Christians go fulfill the Great Commission. It's just part of what we do. A fruit, bear, a fruit tree bears fruit, right? Um, but it's not, it's not by the, it's not that we're Christians because we do these things. We're Christians because of our faith. And so our spirit then is alive. And so when we are born again, we then renew our mind to the fact that we're born again. As a newborn Christian, you are healed. You are whole. You have dominion over sin. The Bible says here, and this is the key to a lot of this, Galatians 5.16, then I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The reality is, and many can um, attribute, uh, attest to this, is when you get born again, your your mind still wants to go do some things. You still want to smoke weed, right? You still want to go hang out with people. You still want to go places that you shouldn't go. And then it's the word of God that comes in and you renew your mind. And then the word actually creates new desires on the inside of you. It's the most awesome thing. So you don't spend your whole life like wishing you could be at the club and just sacrificing. You, you actually get new desires. He says he'll give you the desires of your heart. God changes your heart. The more you, the more you walk after the, your spirit, the, the less you desire the things of the flesh. I'm going to read Romans 8, and this is a huge key to all of this. And I want you to hear the language. I'm going to pause on some of these. So it says there, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Raise your hand who's a Christian, we're in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So here's the battle, flesh and spirit. Your spirit is perfect. It wants to do what God wants us to do. Your flesh it looks, we talk about the two dogs, the, the one, the two dogs, which one's stronger? Well, the one that you feed, if you're feeding your flesh all the time, if you're watching movies all the time and not reading your word, you're, you're not going to live a victorious spiritual life because you're feeding your flesh. Which one's going to be stronger? If you took two fighters, both 175 pounds, six feet tall, 6% body weight, both practice the same amount of time. And you said, okay, for the next 30 days, your fights in 30 days, for the next 30 days, you can stay on your regiment. You can train for the next 30 days. The only thing you can eat is Twinkies and bags of chips, and you can't train at all. Who's going to be a better fighter in 30 days? The one who's been able to stay on his regiment. So because he's been feeding the right things, he's been feeding his muscles, he's been training. It's the same thing with Christians. If you give me a Bible, 
and I'm and I'm able to pray and study the word and do all that. And then I say, you can't pray, you can't study the word, you can't do any of those things. You got to play video games twelve hours a day. In in thirty days, who's going to be in better shape as a Christian? I am for sure. And so that's what happens: is you you choose to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Verse two: For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin, I've been liberated from sin. I know sometimes we read this so often and it gets we get lost in the language, but I've been liberated from sin. Sin doesn't have dominion over me. I'm not I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I'm the righteousness of God. Sin is my old nature. I'm a new creature. I'm not born of sin anymore. Adam, from Adam down they were born of sin, but I'm a descendant of I'm of the I'm of the heritage of Jesus, right? So I've been freed from the law of sin and death, verse 3. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. So in the Old Testament, everything was just an outward show. It wasn't of the heart, right? God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So Jesus came with the body and for sin. Listen to this. Condemned sin in the flesh. What does that mean? You know why the Bible actually says, it says that death could not, I thought about this. I'm like, why is it that Jesus was able to raise for the dead? If you, if he had to die and he took sin in him, why was he able to raise from the dead? Well, it's because his spirit was still perfect, but he took sin in his members. The Bible says he condemned sin in the flesh. So when he got on that tree, the body that the, the, the body that he was given at the incarnation at his birth, that fleshly body, sin went in his members and then the body was crucified. So the full the full price was paid. When his spirit went down to hell, there was no sin there because his spirit was still perfect. It was still sealed. It was still of the nature of his father, not of the nature of Adam. And so the price was paid hanging up there on the cross. And so that's why the Bible says it was impossible for death to hold him was because sin was in his body. And so sin, there's remnants of sin in our body that try to lead us into temptation. And we're going to read more about what we do about that. That the, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Again, there's a way to walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. This is where it comes down to what am I aiming for? People go out and they think, well, I can be a Christian and this. That's carnally minded. I can listen to this music and this. I talked about tattoos the other day, and I'm sure I'm going to get backlash. I can, I can, I can get tattoos and this. You're being carnally minded. Like, why do we? Why are we trying to fight for our rights? Why don't we just go after the, the kingdom of God? So we choose to mind the things of the spirit. Um, and then it says, uh, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The joy that you want is on the inside of your spirit. The peace that you want is on the inside of the spirit. You know, love is spiritual. It's from your spirit. God is love, and God is a spirit comes from your spirit. Grace is in your spirit. Joy is in your spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's not a fruit of the mind, right? It's a fruit of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. Uh, because the carnal mind is enmity or enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You can't please God simply with your actions. You can't please God living in the flesh. You can't please God listening to the dictates of your flesh. If, if the voice that you listen to if you sit down to read the word and you read for five minutes, distractions are going to come. It's just how it is. Your brain's going to tell you, oh, it's time to dust. Oh, it's time to, man, look how dirty it is under this table. Man, why don't you, it's time to have a cup of coffee. All these distractions are going to come. But if you can't stop and say, listen, this is what I'm disciplined to do. I'm going to read the word. I'm not going to let any distractions come. It's funny how when you're on your phone, those distractions don't come as hard and as fast. But the moment you go to do something that's good for you, man, those distractions come. 
the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So the moment you get born again, you have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. Verse 10, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Listen to this again. Now, wait, we're born again. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. That's why our bodies are still going to die. They're still going to pass away. Uh, Unless it's us who are in the rapture, then the bodies will be changed, the Bible says. But there's still the remnant of sin in our members. And that's why we have to put those sin, those members down. The body is still dead because of sin. But the spirit is alive because of righteousness. So it's connected to God. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal bodies by Christ that dwells in you. Verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live it after the flesh. Man, this is where so many people get it wrong. Their identity is that they're fleshly, they're sinful. You know, no one's perfect. We all sin every day. Speak for yourself. I'm not a debtor to live after the flesh. I don't walk in perpetual sin. I don't practice sin. There's times I make mistakes and I repent. I say something too quickly, but I'm not living in habitual sin. I don't practice sin. I don't follow the flesh. I follow the spirit. There is a place where you choose to follow the spirit of God. doesn't mean thoughts don't come. I talked to someone the other day and they were like, you know, I keep having these thoughts. I need God to touch me so I don't have these thoughts that come and I'm, I'm thinking about all these other things. I'm like, that's not, God touching you isn't going to do that. It's you renewing your mind to your word. Trust me, the reason you have these thoughts is because the devil's still sending fiery darts your way. That's the way it goes. The thoughts may lesser. They may get less intense, but like he, the devil's always going to fight you. You'll never get to a point where you like have no conflicting thoughts to anything, right? At least I, not that I know of, right? But it says, we're not debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit, this is so key, through the spirit, mortify or put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. So you have your three parts. You have your spirit, your soul, and your body. Your spirit is perfect. It loves God. It's, it's, you have the dominion in your spirit to rule your body and your mind. You have your mind, which needs to be renewed. And then you have your body and your body wants to sin and it still has these, these ways of doing it. But because you're born again now, you have communion with God. You have a way that you can put the flesh under. You're not subject to flesh. Man, you know, I don't know, pastor, the reason I sinned, you know, my body just made me do it. I just couldn't even say no. No, you actually have dominion over sin. Say that with me. Say my spirit has dominion over sin. Say it again. Say my spirit has dominion over sin. Your body has an infection, we'll call it that, just to be colorful, called sin. And the result of that is death. Ultimately, though, our spirit is alive to God. The Bible says our flesh is fading day by day, but our spirit is being renewed day after day. Our flesh is becoming closer and coming closer and closer to death. We bear about in our body the dying of the Lord, but our inner man is renewed day after day. You are a perfect spirit. You are holy. You are righteous. You're full of the life of God. You're full of the grace of God. You're full of healing power. You're full of joy. You're full of peace. You're full of, you're full of the life of God, the, the, the very life of Jesus Christ. The anointing of God is on the inside of you. You just need to get your mind on the same page and tell your body, shut up, body. I don't care what you think. You don't dictate to me. You don't tell me what to do. I don't listen to what you, what you want to do. I listen to my spirit, and my spirit wants to serve God. Can I get an amen? Thank you. But this is why it's so important, and I'm going to end with this. It's so important that we begin to do things that feed our spirit. So what are some of those things? 
praying in tongues. You're praying from your spirit. You're praying the perfect will of God. It renews you, actually. It refreshes you. Um, reading the word of God. It feeds your spirit. Reading, uh, uh, yeah, reading the word of God. Going out soul winning. Preaching the gospel. Worshiping God. Praying. Those are the things that bring us closer to God and cause us to live in the spirit. If you say, man, I, I'm struggling with sin. First of all, you've probably just never heard that you don't have to sin all the time. The Bible says, reckon yourselves indeed dead to sin and alive to God. The Bible says that uh, Romans six fourteen that God's given us dominion over sin, right? So first understanding that this isn't a battle anymore. You've actually won. Now you've just got to enforce the victory and that that sin is, is defeated, that he's defeated sin and he's given us the power. But begin to stir yourself up. Begin to live in the spirit and you won't fulfill the works of the flesh. I hope this has blessed you. Thanks for the feedback. I'd love to hear from you if this has helped you. Um, uh, If there's something that you want to hear more about a certain subject, then let me know as well. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.